We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hi, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you for a late Sunday night edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. The Mavericks didn't play. Luka Doncic did as he is now 3-0 in All-Star Games after Team LeBron defeated Team Durant 163-160. to How you doing, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm cracking up at the knowing how many of our fellow Mavs bloggers are out there and how many of them probably have some some traffic goals that they want to hit that surrounds this all-star game and i'm just cracking up at the idea of like luca giving these all-star performances and everyone's like got their cms's open and trying to write a story and it's like oh god he only scored eight points again it's just i don't care but it's just it's just a funny it's just funny i mean he might like like there was a a, i can't remember the specifics but at the end of his career rasheed wallace was basically running three-point line to three-point line which is what luka Doncic did tonight um there's like I, you know, it's funny, like the, the all-star game is not catered to his style of game unless he is the guy who's opting to go for MVP. And there's usually two or three guys where it just sort of happens through the course of play. Like Giannis really allows us for it. Um, and, and, you know, Curry, when he is hitting as, as you know, he was at league MVP tonight um was pretty incredible but it's just like Luca he's just not gonna have the ball enough a lot of times um you know it it like comes it became kind of like obvious like uh uh Garland was really really going for it (laughs) like 12 point or 12 show you know it's like why not it's this hometown thing and and so it's just like it becomes a little obvious whenever people are really going for for like trying you know they tried to do that with Derek and Dallas I don't remember what year that was but it's like 2010 they they fed him looks and he just couldn't hit 
And then it's just like, it gets kind of weird. And like, you know, Luca's game's not for that, but I would like to, like the, he was there at the start of the Elam ending, so that fourth quarter. And like, even then he was just kind of putzing around. And I, I would like for him to try a little bit at some point in time, but you know, I don't know if that we're ever going to get that. Yeah. It was just funny. Like he was the only guy, like uh, of every player who played in this game that played at least 20 minutes he was the only one that didn't score at least 10 points which i just think is just kind of funny like even he scored eight points every single all-star game (laughs) it's so funny and he doesn't even get that many like he had three assists like i mean it's just like it's just a riot how much he just doesn't he's just happy to be there man let's he's he's he i think he loves being around all these guys i think he loves interacting with like the legends that come there Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm you're gonna we're gonna post the really really funny and adorable clip of MJ giving him a big hug like I think he loves all of that and like the game you know it's just kind of secondary to him but at a certain point like it, it, he's gonna be more involved because you know LeBron won't be there uh you know he's like he's gonna be a team captain within like five years and it's gonna be hilarious if he's like the team captain and still playing 30 minutes and scoring like seven, seven or eight points but whatever it's fine well, just because i'm staring at the box score so like we know steph curry scored 50 points and he had a ton of threes how many three-pointers do you think steph took oh i'm looking at it right now so I, i'm sorry it's hilarious it's, it's like 27 three 27 three like it's just it's That's how much a team will take sometimes but it was just oh funny. yeah oh yeah ice that shoulder after the game god so it's it's one of these things where where I just I I really enjoyed myself though I gotta say like it was a fun game yeah. it was a fun game I just wish like when it comes to All Star Weekend it's these sorts of things and this has just been the case the entire time I've been a Mavericks fan the Mavericks team the players they've had none of them have mattered relative to All Star stuff outside of Dirk winning the three point contest once and it's just it's like a celebration of the league and then. <laughs> <laughs> the Mavericks are just not really part of it. Now, where that changed tonight, and I think this is kind of a fun, like an opportunity to pivot, because again, like Luka just didn't do anything, is you know, this 75, you know, 75th anniversary, and there were three Mavericks, you know, uh, uh past and 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 um present Mavericks that were involved. Obviously, Dirk Nowitzki was went out with the forwards, uh, Jason Kidd went out with the guards. And then they had Luca along with three other younger players. John Morant was one of them. Basically, like they had like a pre, you know, pre-setup speech that each of them read a line from. And I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Like Luca is is on a pathway to be a top, you know, thirty NBA player if he just continues doing what he's doing now. So it's like seeing that sort of stuff is really, it's just fun. Like I, I really enjoyed what the league did tonight with all of kind of the honoring and and you know paying respects to to their legacy what do you think yeah that stuff's always really cool and you know they got dirk on the mic during the game which was always good uh you know more more national recognition for dirk i'll always take it and so it's always nice to see him get some shine it is cool to see you know kid and dirk on that all 75 list and you know i know kid played for a handful of teams but i i think you know with the title and, and and the way he entered the league, I think he's going to be remembered as a Maverick. So that that's cool. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Luca just kind of being like, it's always cool to see Luca around all these guys and just be like, he's just, 
I don't know, like learning by osmosis, like just kind of soaking in and not like a, not that like a guy like him needs it. Like he's obviously incredible with or without being around all these all time greats. But the fact that he's already been to what I mean, he's been in the league. This is his fourth season and he's been to three all-star games. Like it's uh-huh. just, it's so cool that he's around these guys so early in his career and not just, you know, his, his, you know, the guys in his age group, you know, he's around LeBron and he's around Durant and he's around Curry and he's around some of the elder statesmen and Paul. Like, it's just cool that he's, he's going to be in locker rooms with these guys. And then eventually it's going to be like his locker room uh, in in a few short years. And it's just kind of crazy to think about, Um, you know, with Dirk, it always felt like he was, uh, you know, with the way he played in all-star games, which is, wasn't his fault, you know, it just wasn't suited to him. You know, he always kind of felt like a bystander or kind of like on the outside looking in, even though he was just as good, if not better than almost everyone else in that locker room with him. Uh, but with Luca, it's just, it's just always interesting to compare and contrast because he's going to be one of the most popular, he's already one of the most popular players on the planet and he's not even 25 years old yet. So it's just fun to watch this continue and grow and, and the fact that he's soaking all this in four years into his career. Is could be awesome. this, this could be pure recency bias. And I'm curious, cause I'm not sure how much of all sorts of stuff you, you watched this weekend. Like I had, I had the TV on in the background a lot of the weekend. So I saw like a lot of peripheral stuff, but I wasn't really paying like close, close attention. This felt like the first time where Luca wasn't utterly starstruck by everything going on around him. Um, in that, like, there was a scene, and I want to say it was after the halftime ceremony, like, Michael Jordan snuck up behind Luka yeah. Doncic and gave him a hug, and Luka turns around, gives him, you know, a firm handshake, they obviously are smiling and laughing, and it's just like a sense of belonging, which, you know, that sort of thing is so cool to see, because, it's like, we know he belongs, but it's like, you know, if I was if I was near Michael Jordan, Carl Anthony Towns like fanboyed and like ran over to say hi and get and it's like who wouldn't? It's Michael Jordan. So it's just like <laughs> that sort of stuff that we've seen. You know, like Jason Kidd did that with Luke actually a couple of years ago. Like Barack Obama did too. Like there's always some cool incidents that go on at these All Star games. It's why I watch just to to see a lot of the interaction. Like these guys, you know, they, they some of them really don't like each other. Um, for competitive reasons, but like when they all get together and they're just kind of playing basketball, like I, I don't know, I just I really get into it, and I thought the league did a good job of of highlighting kind of just so many different guys this weekend. You know, Luca got his chance to shine a little bit, even though he, he didn't really do too much in the game. And there's just a lot of history covered. And you know, when when the league gets together for their hundredth anniversary and in, in 2047 or whatever it's going to be, is that right? Yeah, that, that's right on the math. Um, you know, Luca will in all likelihood be in that group of players. Yeah, totally. And it's, you know, like I, I didn't catch as much of the weekend as you did, but I'm absolutely right there with you. Just how cool it is to see uh, a Dallas Maverick just breach, just be at the level that he's at. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, like I said, it's just, you know, Dirk got there by the end of it, but he was definitely not there in the middle of it, despite how good he was. Like, you know, I'll say it all the time. He kind of felt like our indie rock band that, that no one had really discovered yet. And Luca is pop like Luca was popular before he was a Maverick. Like he had a, a dedicated fan base before he even set foot uh, in Dallas. So it's just crazy to want, like to see just the difference in, in journeys between the two and 
being able to witness this with Luca. Like, this is new for me. Like, I'm not used to rooting. Like, I'm not used to covering, rooting for a player on on my team that I that that I follow. That is this is this popular? You know, like yeah. it's like that's that's a Lakers fan thing. That's a, a Warriors fan thing. Like, you know, it's just it's it's a new it's a new feeling, and, it, and it's it's cool. But it's like I said, it's new. So it's 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 been fun to kind of experience it and you know he's gonna be at like 12 more of these things so uh, <laughs> we're just gonna enjoy the show oh yeah well the last bit i do want to get in is you mentioned the the like dirt going on the broadcast thing that <laughs> really entertained me because Dwayne wade is really making an effort to be a tv guy and oh, yeah. i just will never be a Dwayne wade guy i won't ever be it's just but he's pretty good on the mic gotta admit and he seems to be very cognizant of the fact that in like they all like both he and Dirk are like I, I suppose they get along, but one of the things I found very interesting was Dalton uh Trigg, our friend, sent me a message just like I just find this sort of thing like there's no way these guys don't really like each other. It's fine. Um I just I, I got into a little good natured debate with him. I'm like, I don't think Dirk wants to be within 50 fucking feet of Dwayne Wade at any point in time about anything ever. I, I just <laughs> I, I can't shake that. Like Reggie Miller, like jokingly addressed the tension and Dirk has this look on his face. Like, eh, no, I'm, I, you know, I can do this cause I'm a professional, but like, they've been kind of shoved together repeatedly, both for their play history and the fact that they retired at the same time, they're going to yeah. go in the hall of fame together. Like they're linked, <laughs> but you know, I, I just don't like playing. Like, like, I think I, I sort of wish there was, there was a little more appreciation of the fact that like, they don't have to like each other. I mean, it's okay. Dirk- Dirk said that, right? Like while they were kind of joking and laughing, he kind of laughed and said he was like, "Hey, not everyone has to like, you know, not everyone has to like each other." And like yes. it was really funny that he said that out loud. Yes. Like he was basically like, it, I mean, I know he was joke, like he was laughing, but it was, he's like he's like, "We could be professional, yeah. but we like we're not gonna be friends, but we're not going and, to dinner after the game, and yes, you know, all that kind of stuff." Like with what Dwayne Wade said about him, he shouldn't. Sorry. It right. <laughs> right. was a nasty thing to say at the time. And it's one of those things you can't take back. I mean, it's like Jordan and Isaiah Thomas are never going to be friends because Jordan blackballed Isaiah Thomas. Right. <laughs> it's just part of it's part of history. But anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed myself. Now I am looking forward to a little bit of a, a slight basketball break, but with 23 games to go, I think you and I will still manage to to get our guys to put up a few things over the next several days. I'm curious to see if if we actually podcast because on the one hand I wouldn't mind a break. On the other hand, like it always feels like there's something to talk about. And I've done that over the past couple of days uh with these shorter hit podcasts. Callie Kaplan just did a pair of one-on-one interviews, one with Luca and then one with Igor Kokoskov for the Dallas Morning News that were just like rife with like actual stuff. And I, I you know, this this team is really a lot more interesting than they have any business being. And so I, as we round into the final fourth of the season, I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to things. Are you? Or are you are you kind of tired and ready for the playoffs? Yeah, a little bit of both. I'm ready for the playoffs, but the the KP trade has definitely given me like a renewed sense of of energy and 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 like a jolt of I mean not like optimism or anything like that, but just like int- like just my level of interest is is peaked now that you know it was really tough watching this team because like how many times we said like they win games the same way and they they've been losing games the same way for the last three years. And it just kind of felt like they were just stuck on this on this treadmill, 
where the roster was just never going to change and it was just going to be Luca and KP and, and these role players forever. And, and KP's gone. And it's the most dramatic thing they've done to the roster in three years. And now it feels like, okay, let's, there's something new here. Like, I, you know, not necessarily saying Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Bertans are going to be like these game-changing rotational players, but the Mavericks are now going to have to do things, even though KP missed a lot of games, that we just we haven't seen before all the time or consistently for for a twenty-game stretch. Um, so, like, that's going to be fun. It's going to like a playoff series. Like, is now it has a different feeling now that they've already shaken the roster this much uh, because now it's like well. It seems like nothing else is off the table. Right. <laughs> they could do if they were going to trade KP, they could trade basically anyone but Luca, it feels like. So, uh, there's it just feels like now we're not just kind of stuck in cement watching this team. You know, it doesn't feel as preordained like the outcome, uh, as it was before. So, like, there's something new and fresh and exciting about the team. And then, you know, the week off, I'm going to try to get some, some more broader in depth stuff up before the game start up. Like, I want to write about the Mavs offense because. I mean, like, look, just as, like, a sneak peek, I've just been, like, looking at teams since 2011, basically, and, like, how the offensive rating of teams that win a playoff series since 2011, and it's just very interesting to look at that those numbers and compare it to what where the Mavericks are because they're, like, six, 15 or 16 right now in the league. Uh, and so I'm just curious, like, is their offense good enough to win a playoff series because the way the league's changed, offense mm-hmm. kind of matters a little bit more than it used to. Uh you can't necessarily rock fight your way into the second or third rounds like you could in, in 2008 or, or 2009 uh, back in that era. So like it, the, the break is nice. We're going to definitely reload, but it's also good because we can like catch our breaths and, and look at some more long-term things as opposed to like, Hey, there's a game every other night and uh-huh. we, you know, we can't, we can't sit down and talk about this because we got to go cover another game. So, well, and if that's the case, then we actually might get back together and talk about some of these things yeah. because I find it all, I find it all like really interesting. You know, there's, there's enough going on with this team to where I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about where they're going, despite understanding that their ceiling is lowered. It's, it's yes. just, there's so many fun little things that, that could go on that could work themselves out over time, you know, closing, uh, closing on a on a number of wins, they won six out of seven. Feels nice, um, you know. It's it's there's just there's a lot to be positive and, and at least very intrigued about. Uh, you know, heading into this part of the season. Yes, I agree totally. Okay, well, you know, as usual, you and I enjoy talking, so we talk longer than the fifteen minutes we planned. But I think people won't mind. So uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for your support. There's a lot of uh, quick hit pods of the last several days, just stuff that we recorded, green rooms, things maybe to get you through the All Star break if Josh and I aren't talking as much. Um, please pop by Mavs Moneyball and read our stuff. We appreciate everybody's support, and we will talk to you guys a little later in the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.